Hello, everyone, and welcome back on into the Betting Pros Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Viola, and it's almost time. There's so much going on this Saturday, including UFC 274 in Phoenix, Arizona. So today, here to help me talk about it, none other than one of the sharpest fighting guys in town, Gamblu himself, Lou Finicchiaro. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Thomas. I appreciate you having me on, and it's always a pleasure to break down great fights, especially when they're in my own backyard. Exactly. That's perfect. We're used to them being out in my backyard here in Vegas, but it's nice to see the fights wherever they're going to be, and this is going to be a fun card. Are you excited for it? I love every card, but there's some really great matchups on this one, and you know it's 14, 15 fights deep, so that's always awesome. Now, of course, we're going to get to Oliveira versus Gate G in a minute here. But first, let's talk about the undercard. Is there anything in the lower down in the fight card that you're taking a look at for some of these fights? Uh, there's a there's a handful of interesting ones. Uh, a couple that I'll highlight, uh, and and it's just because let's understand now these fights are going to be in Phoenix. Phoenix is basically northern Sonora, Mexico. Even though it's the United States side, there's a huge Mexican population here. That Mexican population is proud, and they're traditionally, I mean, generationally, unbelievably fervent fight fans. So you're getting these fights in the heart of Mexican fight country, and you got a couple Mexican fighters on the card, so I'll take us there. Uh, Carnelosi in the in the ladies' uh, straw weight, one fifteen, little teeny ladies, both five two. Uh, Brazilian Carnelosi against Lupita Gadinez, who's the Mexican fighter. Uh, Gadinez has got great wrestling chops. She's really really busy. She's got unending cardio, but she's she's in against a gal a little bit more experienced than her. Usually, or at least I should say what I've been taught is that kryptonite to BJJ is really high-end wrestling. I think Lupita has that. Now, she's a favorite here in the, you know, minus 180s or so. Uh, But the numbers have been coming down a little bit. I'd be patient there. I think she's interesting. And then in the next fight, Journey Newsom fights Fernie Garcia, fight. Fernie fights out of Fortis, that's Dallas, but he's also a Mexican heritage fighter. These two individuals will receive voracious fan support, or at least fan support from the fans that are there that early in the fight card. That's a bantamweight fight, and in that fight, Garcia's got two inches on his opponent, uh, and even though he's a little bit of a decision fighter, uh, he's making his debut. I think he's live against Newsom, and he's just a slight favorite in that fight, Thomas. That's right. He's listed at minus 145 now at our friends at Circa. And Lupita Godinez, she's minus 167. You said that was minus 180 a little earlier. That number is dropping a little bit. Where should people look if they want to try and take a price on Godinez? What, what would you think the market, the time to pounce in the market is? Well, right now, the way it's going, it was it was minus 200 early in the week. So I'd be in no hurry to get in front of what appears to be a popular underdog. I would continue to hold off and wait 
And, and, you know, part of the homework is watching that number. And if you see it percolate up a couple of pennies, that's maybe when you jump. Are there any other fights on the undercard that you're, uh, that you're getting a little excited about? Yeah, Randy Brown and Chaos Williams, that'll be the main fight on the undercard. Those are welterweights, so we're getting into bigger boys there. Randy Brown, longer, taller, uh, more well-rounded. Chaos Williams, uh, bad attitude, forward pressure, tremendous power, and a lot of action. This should be really an excellent uh, fight where Williams wants to press and pound, and the other kid that I like in this fight, Randy Brown, he wants to move and groove. So which fight, which way is that going to go? I think Brown has more ways to win. And earlier in the week, he was an underdog. That fight's close to pick him now, Thomas. That's right. That fight, minus 105 for Brown, the slightest of dogs. Chaos Williams, minus 115. Now, you mentioned these are a couple of the bigger boys fighting in this one. The over two and a half for this fight to go the distance is plus 110. Books are definitely expecting for this fight to be decided before we hit the end of round three. Do you think that this fight could go the distance or with these heavy weight, heavy, heavier weighted fighters, is it more of a case of maybe stay away from this market because there is that knockout potential? I think that really depends on how you see the fight. And I think if you see the uh, there's Williams has a lot of fans, those fans are going to believe that Williams will get to Brown and therefore probably lean under the way I see this fight is that it's, it would be Brown that has more ways to take this fight to decision, make Williams look, you know, uh, maybe uncomfortable or at least awkward and get it to a decision. And for that reason, then I think if you lean to Brown, you lean towards an over or you want to consider Brown via decision. I'd have no argument with that at a nice plus price. Now, Lou, as we move a little bit up the card to the main card here, a common theme you're seeing, first off, we've got a couple rematches here from fights in December of 2014. Obviously, it's been a very long time since those fights, but still, some things change, some things stay the same. Carla Esparza and Rose Namajunas here. This fight, Esparza won the first bout to claim the title way back at the start of the strawweight division for women. But now she's a $1.90 dog in this fight to Nama Yunus, who has come up and been able to claim two titles and is the current title holder. Where do you see this fight going? Well, I saw it rose opening 160 or 165, and it, the money's come steadily on Rose. And I tend to agree with that because I think since eight years ago when these two fought, Rose was in her second or first fight in the UFC or professionally. Uh, let me take that back. I think it was one of her first UFC fights. Uh, I think at that point in time, she was just green as a cucumber, and she's a much different fighter, more evolved, more uh, dangerous, and with many more tools, as opposed to the Esparza side that I don't think has gained any more diversity, rather has gained maybe a little bit more mastery of her wrestling because she seems to be able to uh, overwhelm women that know she's got one way to win, and that's to get in close, get on top, stay on top, and use that wrestling. Rose knows it. Will she be able to do anything about it? The difference here is 
that for Esparza, she's stepping way up in caliber of opponent. And Rose has seen this caliber of opponent over the course of the last six fights, two with Yun Jaishik, two with uh, uh, Li Zhang, and another couple, too, with uh, Jessica Andrade sprinkled in, world-class fighters. So uh, I think Rose is the rightful uh, favorite here. And if anything, because it's five rounds, maybe Rose inside the distance might be where I go in a fight that I see similar, similarly to Esparza's title defense against Joanna, where it was a one-sided beatdown from distance. Guys, real quick, I want to talk to you about Sleeper. It's the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, just choose any sport, then choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in a basketball game or hits in a baseball game. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out and talk some trash together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Just make sure to use promo code BETTINGPROS, all one word, and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper and then use promo code BETTINGPROS, all one word, when you deposit and make your first pick. My pick for this weekend, Giannis Antetokounmpo over 29.5 points. Terms and conditions apply. See sleeper.com for details. Now, you think that Rose is going to win it, but she's a minus 220 favorite in this fight. When it comes to the fighting game, I feel like there are some differences between that and other sporting events like the NFL or a basketball game when it comes to how much juice you're willing to lay. How much is too much juice in the fighting game? Is minus 220 a price that you can look at and say, I can convince myself to make a play here? Or are you going to go in a different direction to try and bet this fight? Yeah, that, that's if I did, I would use it in one of the rare, rare parlays that I use, but I very, very rarely use a parlay. Rather, I look for other ways to derive plus numbers, and that would be uh, rows inside the distance uh, or rows via TKOKO, which I think is likely. Even fight does not go the distance. I'm not sure where that's lying because those numbers are just kind of starting to percolate and come out now. But uh, to answer your question, everyone has to determine what their range is. But when I lay a dollar out, I want to get at least a dollar in return. So I'm looking for value in underdogs and I'm looking to get a plus price in any position. And with the advent of DraftKings and FanDuel and the Circa, Westgate, and the plethora of props that are now coming out in the UFC, that's easier and easier to do. Now, you talk about looking for plus money, looking for dogs with value. Is there anyone on this card, aside from maybe the main, the main two fights here, that you think could provide some of that value, anyone you're looking at? Well, everything will be pending weigh-ins, of course. Mm -hmm. And really, the best one that I thought was Mr. Brown uh, that we mentioned a little bit earlier. 
the other thing, I mean, if you want to look at Cerrone and Lozon fight, uh, Donald Cerrone opened well higher than he is now. He, he opens 240, and now he's sitting at 160 or 170. So there's been a tsunami wave of money coming in on Joe Lowe, which is great, except I don't buy it. I don't get it. I think that uh, I think this could be a really good matchup for Cerrone. However, he hasn't fought at 55. He hasn't fought in a year or so, and he hasn't fought at 55 for some time. So no way to commit on that just yet until I see him standing in their underwear on the scales. And so you'll wait a little bit until after the weigh-ins to start betting on some of these fighters? In in almost every single case, yes. Now, in the case of the main event, Oliveira and uh, Gaethje, that is a fight that was originally going to be in Brazil. And when Oliveira opened minus 150, uh, I have a podcast also called the Bout Business Podcast. So months ago when this line opened, I released Oliveira at minus 150, believing that because of the Brazilian location of the fight, there'd be a lot more money coming in on Charles as the fight got closer. Well, what happened? Brazil wasn't ready to hold a UFC event to the comfort of the UFC, apparently. That location gets moved to Phoenix, and Phoenix is the backyard for Gaethje. So there's, there, you see that Oliveira price, 165, 170. I don't think it's going to get much higher than that, understanding now that the dynamics of location have changed as they have. Guys, real quick, remember when you're looking for free picks and sports betting advice, bettingpros.com has you covered with tips from over 150 experts to make it easy for you to cash out. Download the app to get sports betting alerts. You'll get notified of favorable bets based on line movements, consensus picks from the most accurate experts, and vetted systems in play. Betting Pros monitors all of the major sports books, most accurate experts, and top systems to identify the best betting opportunities. So download today in the Apple or Google Play stores. And so let's talk about that main fight on the card. Of course, a co-main fight with the Esparza-Namayunas fight, but Justin Gaethje going up against Charles of Oliveira. Oliveira, like you said, minus 170 right now from our friends at Circa. Gaethje, he's plus 150. And the total for rounds right now, over one and a half rounds, is juiced heavily at Circa to minus 185. To have the route and have the bout not go one and a half is plus one sixty. Now, do you still like Oliveira despite the change of venue, or are you maybe looking a little more at Gaethje now? In this particular case, nothing will get me off of Oliveira. I think he's the more diverse fighter. Uh, he's he's about the same size, but he's got a reach advantage. He has more ways to win. And uh, quite honestly, Gaethje can be reckless. And uh, reckless is no way to attack a world-decorated Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist who now has also fashioned the other aspects of his mixed martial arts game. Oliveira is a killer, and I equate him very, very close in par to Nurmagomedov. And watching interviews this week, Gaethje absolutely does not. And I think it could be a mistake for him because I believe he's overlooking Oliveira to some extent. That said, Gaethje's clear in his uh, pronouncement of his plan in this fight, and that is he's going to walk Oliveira down and go out there and try and completely bludgeon him. And we'll have to see what kind of 
condition Oliveira's in to force Gaethje to work for five minutes in that first round, expend some energy, and then take him into the latter rounds where I think the latter, the later this fight goes, the more Oliveira has a chance, the more Oliveira has a chance to finish. But that first five minutes is going to be a firefight a la Gaethje Ferguson. Excuse me, a la Gaethje Chandler, the last fight they had. Now, if the first round does favor Gaethje just a little bit, of course, Oliveira right now minus 170. You said you like to get that plus price. Do you think there's the potential for the first round to come out? Gaethje has a bit of an upper hand. The line shifts a little more in his favor, and there might be an opportunity to in-game on Oliveira. Yeah, but you're playing a dangerous game because of that over-under one-and-a-half. Gaethje's dry. What happens to a dry guy when they fight a submission guy? It's easier to grab a neck, an arm, or a shoulder. So you're playing a risky game that way. I don't think I would go that way. Gotcha. Now, how would you go for this fight? Are you just laying the minus 170, or are you looking at something else in here? I think there. I think I would probably look at uh, a straight bet to Oliveira. I'd look at Oliveira, perhaps tied to Lupe Godinez, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Uh, or I would consider Oliveira inside the distance. I don't think Gaethje will go be able to go five rounds with him. All right, and looking at some of those numbers here, you've got Oliveira by decision at six to one. Oliveira by submission is plus one twenty. Does that sound maybe like the way to go to get on that uh, to get to get on that plus money price with something pretty realistic? Well, a lot of times they price you via submission or via KOTKODQ. I don't want to play that game. I want inside the distance. So that's probably going to be closer to a pick a pick 'em plus a hundred. But that's where I would go as opposed to trying to get cute because there's no question. Uh, Gaethje, after three, four rounds of really high output, can get a little sloppy and tired. And that's when guys, you know, that's how Boye finished him. He he endured two and a half rounds of test and then finished him late. I can see that happening with Oliveira. And I wouldn't I wouldn't buy it all on sub because he could easily end it with strikes. That makes sense to me. Now, one one other fight on this card that we want to talk about here, Mauricio Shogunua versus Ovin St. Prue. St. Prue minus 225 in this fourth fight. The former Tennessee Vol football player. We mentioned a couple rematches here from 2014 fights. This is one of them. St. Prue won that fight with a 34-second knockout that kind of vaulted him to a more notorious level in UFC. Rua, now 40, plans to retire after one more fight. What are you looking at in this bout? I'm looking at a fight where my heart says Hua and my head says this can be another OSP knockout. Uh, you love Hua, but he is 40. Uh, I know he thinks he can make this competitive, but OSP has recently fought at heavyweight. Uh, this is one, again, I'll watch the scales. If OSP makes 205 easy, which is the uh, light heavyweight limit, then I don't know how it's not a good night for him. This is a bad spot for Hua as I handicap it. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be a tough one. I mean, OSP just looks like one of those fighters that is going to do a lot here. And you know that Hua is starting to get over the hill. Do you think that he is going to retire after one more fight? 
I, I don't know. I, I saw no indication of that in the interviews. Uh, rather, I think that the, the, the move down from heavyweight could affect OSP late. And do you want to bet your money on a 40-year-old to have more cardio than a younger man? I mean, it's a, it's a tenuous situation, this fight. Uh, to me, gun to the head, it's probably OSP, you know, KO, TKO or inside the distance. All right, Lou. Any other fights that you're looking at on the card here? We've kind of hit the big ones, but are there yeah, we, we hit the big ones. Another favorite, Brandon Roy Val. He's in a very good opportunity. He's a big favorite. You want to consider him with Gadinez, that that might be a way to go as well. Uh, but he's a talented fighter in a good position, too. Okay, Lou. Before I get you out of here, I want to ask you if you were making one bet to give out to our friends listening to us here, what would you go with? It would be Charles Oliveira straight up in the main event, lay the 170 to win one, or rather bet a one unit. But if you're $100 better, bet 100 and you end up winning, you know, $42, $43, whatever it is. If you want to, I always work on keeping my losses at a minimum and try and maximize my profits. Lou, thank you so much for joining us here today. Of course, your podcast, The Bout Business Podcast. Where can people find you and all the awesome work you're doing? Thank you so much. So what will happen is tomorrow after weigh-ins, I will tape, uh, and the podcast is a synopsis of my final releases for this card, most of which you guys have heard right here. So that final list will be on a 16-minute pod. It's available at any podcast location. Uh, or you can catch it at uh, Gamblu, Lou at Gamblu.com. And just one more time, Thomas, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time today, Lou. I really appreciate you coming on and helping us out here to break down the fight. I look forward to having you back on again soon. It is going to be a fun weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever you're betting on, be it UFC 274, we've got the Kentucky Derby. You can check out our breakdown for that out now. I had an awesome conversation yesterday with Dan Silver of the Racetrack Network. Check it all out on bettingpros.com, on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to give us that like, subscribe, and share. Tell your friends if you like what we're doing over here. It is greatly appreciated. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at TV at work. You can follow Lou at Gamblue, G-A-M-B-L-O-U. Lou, thank you so much. Guys, best of luck this weekend. Have a good one, and let's cash some tickets.